And this is how we do it on a Thursday night. What is good, everybody? We're live from the Steak Trap Sessions YouTube channel. What is good? It's your boy, MJ. What up to everyone who knows me, everyone who's here, everyone who's been in the comments. What's cracking, Novi? What's cracking, Joel? Uh, we've got Shane in the building. What's good, everybody? Now, if you guys... uh. First time in this channel for whatever reason, please don't you know don't forget to subscribe, like, do all that good stuff. If you support this channel in any way, it mean a lot to me. Subscribe to it. Um, also to the Unfiltered Reptiles podcast that I do with Forrest and Steven. Please make sure that you click on the link that's in the description below. Uh, support that as well if you don't mind, because uh, that's a whole different separate thing. What I got going on here. Okay, so basically, guys, this is the you know separate podcast that I'm going to be having. That's not, you know, associated with Unfiltered Reptiles podcast. This is just going to be a personal podcast I'm going to be doing, bringing on my good friends, uh, bringing on people that, you know, I basically talk to on a day-to-day -day basis and people I can relate to when it comes to, you know, breeding ball pythons or chondros or anything that I got going on. Shout out to Cobra Keeper Jr. He's in the building as, as well. What's going on? Uh, but yeah, man, I want to get more personal, you know, with the people, like I said, that I talk to on a frequently basis and whatnot. I'm going to have some of my homie homies on here. Uh, tonight, we have somebody who's been a, you know, good friend of mine from the beginning. Uh, we'll talk about how we met and stuff like that. And, and whatnot he's a familiar face i think a lot of people know who he is so we're not going to get into the whole hey tell me who you are type of shit no this is going to be people that majority of people i mean ma majority of the people i'm bringing on you guys already know who it is okay so uh but i kind of want to make sure that we're all keeping in the same you know circle of things you know what i mean no more you know i want i want everyone to be involved in what you know what we talk about and stuff like that so that being said shout out to my homie my big dog right here what up adam how are you buddy Hey, what's up, man? Now we so, should Adam, do an intro. Nobody knows who the who the hell I am, dude. So, okay. so <laughs> no, what's your favorite thing to do on Thursday? Dude, watch watch Snake Trap, bro. Woo! <laughs> yeah, How do you feel about being the first person I'm I'm bringing onto the show, man? On, onto my little you know on my little session here. Hey, I feel very very honored, man. Thank you for uh, for having me on. I, uh, I'm having a hard time concentrating right now. The glasses make me feel like super dumb. I, I think you're a very smart guy with the glasses. So this yeah. Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> it helps my visual on the screen. Um, and also helps me just, you know, think about questions when I need to think of them. You know, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to get in a position where I'm, you know, I'm kind of coming up with questions like what's your favorite gene fucking, button <laughs> you know, so I'm making sure my, my, uh, I'm making sure everything's, <laughs> So you're not you're not ready for the uh, you're not ready for that caliber of questions yet. So. Not yet, day by day, bro. This is pretty easy. <laughs> no, but what's going on, Adam? How are you tonight, man? Good, man. Thanks. Uh, just you know, got moved into the house, unpacking. Uh, reptile room is kind of coming along, then Good. reconfiguring everything. You know, had snakes on one side for a bit, decided to flip flop. Um, anyhow, so yeah, life's good. Uh, just been super busy with work and and reptiles you know how it is uh, all that good stuff Definitely. what's been going on with you man um you know i just been kind of enjoying this you know temporary taste of retirement life you know being, being, <laughs> uh, being on you know being on uh, disability has really got me real intimate with my trap you know, not that i wasn't intimate before but now i'm like jesus like I could see this i could see what i'm going to be doing once i am retired but you know that's all coming to an end fortunately so I'm going to be going back to work soon, uh, probably sometime next week. 
so I'm just kind of enjoying every moment, you know what I mean? And uh, trying to get things, you know, rolling before I get back to the grind. As you were saying right now, you know, what's once you're managing snakes on top of work and then you have other stuff that comes up, like you're saying, you just moved. So imagine moving work, snake stuff, the, the, you know, the amount of stress that snakes go through once you move them from one place to the other. I mean, I had a, you know, that was, I, I stressed out taking my chondros from the trap into my uh, new arboreal room. So I'm inside the arboreal room now, but that's like, you know, it's, it's a stressful moving snakes period. You know what I mean? Oh man. Yeah. It was a two day process for me. Um, did all the adults one day and then all of the babies and kind of holdbacks the second day. Um, and it, I mean, it was a full eight hours solid of moving stuff, you know, and we also took the time to like spring clean all the, the racks too, since they're all apart. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Might as well. I mean, it increased the move time, but whatever, like it was worth it, you know? Um, but animals seem to adjust really quickly. Like my rack guy hit me up, I don't know, two days after I moved everybody in and was like, I'm overflowing with rats. Do you need some? And I'm like, heck yeah, man. Anytime you, so I shot over, grabbed a bunch, fed everybody and had probably like 80% of the snakes eat. So they're liking the new room. Nice. That's a good yeah. right there. <laughs> You're sleeping a little bit better knowing that uh, everything's all dialed in and you know what Dude. I mean? Dude. Like, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, Heather is so sick of hearing about the freaking snakes. Like, cause it was all I talked about for like a month. Like, well, you know, we got to get insulation in new concrete. All right. We're going to move them. And she's just like, enough about the snakes. <laughs> all wrapped around the snakes. Damn. That's how it is for me. Period. All the damn time. Poor Lily. Right. <laughs> I think every sentence has snakes in it. Like every other sentence has something with like, you know, Condro or. Yeah, it's unnecessary, but I don't, I don't know. That's all my mind thinks about. Oh, you had some other big news with you and Lily, huh? Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> plunge. <laughs> Got married. When I asked anything major earlier, I, I figured that might 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 come up. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got my positive. Dude, congratulations, man. That's thanks, man. It was uh, it's, it was uh, you know, it's, I got what, what I proposed to her like two years ago. So, I mean, and we were planning this wedding for like two years. So it's definitely something where it's like bittersweet, something where I'm like, fuck yeah, it's not something that she, I could hear her wake me up in the middle of the night about, you know, but it's also something that like the buildup's gone, you know, but the, it, it was all like, it was all in the moment, man. It was, it was, it was really awesome to be honest. I know. I'm so bummed that we missed it because we were planning yeah. on coming and then the house purchase just no yeah. way I could do it. Like, yeah. Honestly, bro, that wedding was not easy for people to make. It's especially if you had something like what you had. If something like major like that come up, we, that's why we totally understood if a lot of people couldn't make it. Um, yeah. you know, it was not we didn't invite a lot of people either. It was more of a tight, more tight knit type thing. You know, we only had like yeah, three five people there. So it was, but it was it was awesome, bro. I mean, you can't really beat you know a, a, a all inclusive resort in freaking Plymouth, Mexico. And Never been in, I've never been a part of anything like that, and it was freaking. I, I mean, we were. I, I don't know if you heard saw my stories, but I kept saying preferred club. Like, are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't. You know, I didn't know. I know we had a preferred room, but it was like there's like actual club called preferred, and it's like you walk in, and it's like they have like tiger prawn 
cocktails. Like they have all, all this stuff that's not like inclusive for the other members. Oh, uh, right on, right on. And they have like top shelf drinks. You know, they have like 18 year pucanas and like all. So basically, I was just like, every morning I was hitting that place up, bro, and I was <laughs> right. hammered by like. 10 a.m. I was already walking out stumbling and right. you know it was all <laughs> go good. nap it off, start again by three. <laughs> yeah, out to Harrison, bro. So Harrison was there, and uh, we uh, I didn't know it was his anniversary. So he, him and his uh, wife were there, and they had it was like that night was their anniversary. So we oh no way, yeah, it was really awesome. So they we didn't link up that night. They had like their own little dinner date, and then the day after we we linked up, and uh, he rolled up to my room and. We kicked it there, and then we walked to the beach, and you know him and his girl were ordering these real fruity, funky ass drinks. But <laughs> they're like this big, so one you know, that make you throw up red. <laughs> yeah, he's drinking up drinks that are bigger than he is, and like <laughs> he just got—I don't know—he even he, he lasted a while, but by the time it was like what three, almost four o'clock, this guy was like, we thought he was texting. I, I swear to God, he was like. <laughs> And I'm like, yo, who's he texting right now? I was like, he's texting a big ass paragraph. <laughs> he fell asleep. Just knocked out, bro. He was just knocked out. That poor little Harrison, bro. He fought. Bro. You know, that's what happens with the with the uh, fu- you know fru fru drinks like that. Like, bro, I can't do them, bro. I, I think I did them one night with my one day. I did them with my buddy. We had a bunch of mango tequila shots, and literally, I had the worst hangover because of that. I was yeah. Uh, the whole all the whole other trip drinking the whiskey I was drinking I, I didn't have no hangover until I started drinking fruity drinks yeah yeah it's all the sugar and crap in there man like gets you I know I'll have one every once in a while like you know when you gotta have a mai tai or something like that when you're in tropical place just to like kick it yeah. in style but yeah doing them like when you're really going for it no way you gotta no keep way. it respectable you can't overdo it. <laughs> <laughs> You could throw one in there every now and then, but you can't just be, you know what I mean? Like, can't be doing it. Not yeah. Surprised, you know, man. Yeah. I did see all your pictures that you were posting. That place looked amazing. So, um. yeah, dude, we want to, like, we want to go back. I mean, the thing is also, it's like so many things, especially if you fly within Mexico, like we did. We flew out of Tijuana. And the shitty thing about the wedding was my dad's flight got canceled. I got him a flight to oh. fly within TJ, and they had really bad fog. So they shut down the whole airport. So not only did his airline had to cancel, but every other airline had to cancel. So basically, they got him a flight to fly out to the wedding. Uh, like the night of the wedding was when he was like. So he basically he was supposed to fly in Friday, and then he was going to leave Monday. That's how he had his rooms all worked out. Gotcha. His flight. They didn't get him a next flight until Sunday night. Oh. When- so tonight. basically, just to go home, he, he would fly out just to yeah. come home. Yeah. It was terrible. So, I mean, we we had to fucking bite the bullet and, you know, obviously just look at it for what it was. You know, there's nothing you can do. I mean, yeah, out of your control. So, uh, it could, you know, could have been a sign for something. So, either way, that was the only kind of like shitty thing about, you know, having a destination wedding like that. But no regrets. It was still time in my life. It was. It was really awesome, man. Yeah, heck yeah. Well, congratulations to you guys. You guys are an awesome couple. Heather and I had a blast when we went down and kicked it. So yeah, that would be a rover do for that, by the way. We need to we are. I want to now, you know, once you uh get a little bit more, you know, get your feet more uh situated, you know. What am I saying? Anyways, once you, you once, you're all, <laughs> once, you're all, once you're all set to go up in your house, we were, we want to drive up and come visit you guys. The, Dude, heck yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, you guys are totally welcome. Come check out the new room, hang out, we'll go eat some uh, some good, some well, some decent food. Ventura is not really known for its fine cuisine, but we'll we'll find some places that have some good right. stuff. <laughs> we could grill it up at the house. You know? Yeah, we grill it up at the house. That is true. Heck yeah, smoke and be in peace. <laughs> Uh, man, I can tell you one thing about traveling. I fucking hate it because I hate leaving the trap, bro. I, I mean, God, you know, I, God forbid, you know, shout out to my little homie who comes over and, and, and it's my little snake keeper while I'm gone. But that's what I was going to ask. You have a friend or something or yeah, dude, he, I do. And he's like, literally my, he's been my homie since starting and all this, but he just, he's never bit had something at this caliper of keeping. Like he hasn't had. Because, I mean, like, nothing was dead, you know, nothing was escaped, but there was certain things missed, like, especially with retics, right? Like, you could clean a retics cage, and then the next day, it will just murder it. And there's a couple incidents that, you know, these retics blasted their cage either the day of or that next day that I left. So I walked into multiple cages that are murdered that have been stewing and sitting in the trap for, like, seven days. It was so – it was just, like, honestly, it smelled like so much piss and shit that – like my eyes got watery. Like I walked into the trap <laughs> and, you know, and, and my, my little homie, like you have to give him specific, like he's kind of that person. I hope he's probably watching this. I feel bad, but he's kind of the person where if you don't tell him, Hey, look, crack the fucking window open. If it's warm, if it's a hot day, open the window. Right. <laughs> right. Or if you know, let, you know, use your head a little bit, but right, right. he never cracked the windows, the windows. Then pretty sure we had a couple hot days in San Diego while I was gone. The window <laughs> shut. And yeah, bro, like it was, uh, you know, but honestly, like that's the only thing I had to really be, you know, bitchy about. Otherwise, you know, like I said, nothing was dead. Nothing was gone. It could be worse. You know, it took a fucking, you know, a 12 hour day of just, you know, pulling up. Going through it. Yeah. yeah at least it, you had somebody coming over. Right. Because, I mean, without that, then. Yeah. He's my boy, dude. Honestly, he's uh, he did give me a piece. He also watched the dogs, too. While I was gone. So uh yeah so shout out to my boy victor he's i know he's out there so um <laughs> that's cool yeah he's not as bad as I'm making him seem he's nah you know what it, that's that's clutch like when heather and i went to um to thailand for like 22 days i think we were gone i was freaking out right because I'd taken weekend trips or even up to like five, six day trips. And even those aren't too bad as long as somebody comes over to do waters, but 22 days, that's, that's a long time. And so we had a friend watch. Yeah, man. She came over and, um, ahead of the trip, she came over on like feed night and, you know, cleaning days. And we went through the whole routine and she did it perfectly. I was, super super impressed uh her daughter loved hanging out with the snakes so she'd come in and hold snakes while while her mom cleaned dude it was awesome <laughs> yeah man i mean shout to i'm gonna say right now that i the only person who's ever watched over my collection while i was gone and and hit everything to the t because she took notes was lily i put lily in charge one time when i was i went to go do some work thing for a week and I told her, and this is when I had like, I had the red eye, uh, sorry, the black headed cat snakes. I had a bunch of like Bayogas that needed to be sprayed. And she, instead, of, instead of just me telling her what needed to be done, she literally had post-its and she wrote and would tag each tag each one. Hell yeah. Oh God bless her heart, bro. She just like, cause I also had my doubts too, but Lily's also the person where if something really did go bad, she wouldn't tell me over the phone. She'll wait for me to come home. Unless it's something drastic, right? But if, like, let's just say a snake rolled over or something was missing. Yeah. 
you wouldn't tell him because she knows how how I panic sometimes like that. I gotcha. Uh, or that's something that she could handle. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's something. Lily's been one of my best snake finders. That when I ha I had a year where Jesus Christ, the snake was getting out every other week. I don't know what I was doing, but there was this small things that I were doing wrong, and I would have a snake missing, and it got to the point where I was so horrible at finding him because I'm this <laughs> out. Like I would start yelling and she would come in like, what's wrong? And I'd be like, oh, I can't find the fucking snake. Like <laughs> she'd be like, all right, get out. She would like kick me out. She'd like, get out of the fucking room right now. Uh, <laughs> and either she would like, you know, find it or she would be the one eventually to walk in and, and you know, be the one to find it. So dude, uh, that's awesome. You need that, that rock solid, you know, yeah, bro, like, heck like, yeah. It cycles sometimes. Well, not <laughs> Thing with, especially when like you know when you're i tend to get in a rhythm when i'm cleaning my snakes and like and then all of a sudden i get on a time frame like fuck i have an hour you know and then something happens where a snake goes missing or something happens where something is stopping me to continue what i was doing and that's sometimes what causes me stress right uh, so but like i said godfrey you know nothing you know knock on wood there hasn't been any escapes for i mean i don't know how long now i'm not gonna i don't even know why i'm jinxing myself right now <laughs> um it's been a long yeah. time for me too so yeah. but yeah i don't want to jinx it but oh, there there it nice, uh, those are some nice racks behind you um i'm not talking about heather if she you know, so. <laughs> i was gonna say heather walked in <laughs> hey hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so what, what are those what are the freedom breeders or what, are, what kind of uh, let's see yeah uh, yeah, this is uh, an old school. Um, what is that? The uh, FB ten seventy or whatever. It's a ten high V seventy, basically. This one's empty. I'm probably gonna end up selling this one. Um, oh, what? How, wait, what can you fit in it? Uh, I mean, full adult ball pythons. It's like you know the vision size, the V seventy. The Freedom Breeder calls them FB seventies, I believe. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's what goes in there. Because um, I picked up an ARS rack from Mike McGrath when he was, uh, you know, bailing out. So, RIP. yeah, <laughs> it's alive. Don't get me wrong, but the, the whole page thing and the yeah, ex-wife fucking yeah, yeah. sucks. Yeah, but anyhow, so then next to it is another uh, <laughs> 10, 10 high uh, FB seventy, and then a. Uh, uh 30 what 70 or whatever that's called from ARS the the three wide by seven seven so you don't, you don't keep anything in there now that's completely empty this one right here is empty yeah because everything else is in the other side i mean i don't know i haven't i haven't for sure decided if i'm going to sell it or not because i've got some grow-ups that'll probably fill out the rack but i kind of want to go either another ARS or get a freedom breeder like one of the 1040s or something what would you, if you had the choice to deck out your snake room in all Freedom Breeder or, or all ARS, what would you do? Mm. I think I would go with the the Freedom Breeders. So, and that's only because like they're local right up here, you know, supporting kind of Cali boys and all that good stuff. I right. And the, I mean, the ARSs are nice. They're lighter. They go together like well also, but like if that powder coating gets banged up then like you will see rust on that rack eventually you know mm. the freedom breeders they do rust at least the older ones um a little bit but not that much right just like at some points where like the metals on metal contact and stuff like that but mainly inside um not really on the outside so i don't know freedom breeder yeah i guess 
Yeah, I don't have to deal with rust when it comes to Home Depot racks. Right. So, I, dude, that's I. I started out with uh, like those plastic shelving units that you can buy at Home Depot. The same shit that you got, bro. Like I, I've seen your room. It's gonna take because, like I said, when I come up on money, I fucking put it into a snake. Yeah. I don't put it into a rack, even though well I should. You know what I mean? But I'm like, dude, this fucking shit works for me. What do you want me to do? Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like. Hey, look, you making money. Why don't you drive a fucking Range Rover? Or why don't you drive a fucking nice BMW? And you're like, no, I get it. I don't need to. Like, what's the point? Yeah. All well, the, so all I the, bought all these half price. They're all used, right? I've never bought one of the way to get it is if, you know, yeah. not to, you know, if you got the loot, don't get me wrong. Go ahead and fucking drop that shit brand new. You know, act like you're Miguel. Go ahead. I don't care. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, if right, if you've got the money and that's what you want to do, go for it. I mean, on the other side over here. Um, I've got vision racks and actually behind the freedom breeders, there's one more rack over there all the way in the corner. And that's a uh, vision rack also. So, I mean, I started with the Home Depot style, do it yourself, hack the legs off, you know, make the, the shelves and all that good stuff. Did that for a couple of years and those were great. And then came up on some uh, used ones through Miguel actually and uh, bought those from him and then. How far do you live from Miguel? Because he's in Palmdale, near by yeah. what you're like two, three out, two and a half hours now, or three hours? Uh, just an hour and a half. Oh, yeah, a, that's the that's same as you were before you moved, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We just moved like a mile away. So, so me and Adam, our first time we ever got in contact with anything was at Miguel's dad's funeral. That was the first time we met each other, right? Yeah, yeah. We had a good time <laughs> drinking uh, tequila shots at the yeah. Uh, bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a really, really good time. Because um, I think it was just me and you at uh, all the snake people that were that. Yeah, I really fucked with. He just had me and you there, and uh, yeah, we. That's when me and Adam really hit it off. Because uh, man, it was nothing but laughs and shit. It was just, uh, you know, we had a lot to everything we talked about. We could relate to because, like I said, the the hobby is not that big. It's a small world. You know what I mean? So for sure. Um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely memorable times, and uh, yeah, and then uh, how's uh, how's the breeding plans, man? What's going on? You got any exciting ball python projects you want to talk about? Yeah, so like I kind of held off on pairing a bunch of my stakes for the move that happened. Um, <clears throat> so I'm starting to do pairings now because I've had a bunch of girls bull wrapping uh, stuff that's taken place here. Uh, headquarters that's cool um let's see so i bred a uh, leopard pinstripe desert ghost to an onyx so hat red exanthic uh cinnamon spot nose uh to spot nose onyx um so making some hats with that i think that'd be cool i kind of like the hat red exanthic project and i think adding desert ghost on top of it would be cool um insane yeah i think so um and then let's see what else did i do that was pretty cool here so i just started i mean i've got like the sterling puzzle he's paired to a pastel desert ghost a ton of times i'm hoping that she decides to give me some eggs so that'll be pretty sick we'll be making some double hat puzzle desert ghost stuff um uh, let's see. Let's see. I just dropped off two females over to Miguel for our hypo puzzle project, which should be pretty sick. Um, I dropped, yeah, you, guys, you guys collabed last year, right? You guys had that fucking really, really, uh, good outcome 
Yeah. Well, we both bought that mail together. So we've been running that hypo puzzle project kind of just split. You know, he, he threw some females in it last year. I'm throwing a few this year also. Um, so that, so that, that one I, I sent over a pewter hat puzzle. So that'll be sick because we'll be making visual puzzles that are all hat hypo. Um, so we'll get pastels and cinnamons um, that are, yeah, you know, that, that'd be super sick. And then I sent a, let's see, a four or five gene banger female uh, butter, cinnamon, let's see, butter, cinnamon, inchy, pastel, hypo. So five gene female to breed over to that boy too. So uh, Rudy just read my, read my mind in the comments. Uh, puzzle has mad potential. I like, I mean, I feel like puzzles, the one morph that I'm pretty excited about. I don't even have it in my mix yet, but I, I already know it's something I'm going to work with. Yeah. And, uh, even the heads, man, like anybody who posts like a head puzzle, it's like, you could tell this, like you can almost tell, okay, this snake does have puzzle in it. It almost, it almost gives you that distinct, like, sad at like guarantee like yo like it's almost like a good het clown you know you've seen het clown snakes and you're like okay that's that could be a fucking clown it's almost you know you could totally tell or like a a pie het pied with a ringer type of shit you know what i mean it's, uh, just gives, sure. you one, gives you one of those things like where it's like oh wow this thing's really packing that kind of heat so dude for sure you I'm want gonna... me to grab dude let me show you guys this uh spot nose bamboo puzzle that i got um yeah, from rl hell yeah she's she's growing up pretty nicely she should be ready to breed coming up here let me grab yeah hopefully we could uh get rl exotics here. he was supposed to be on the show with or on the Unfunded reptile podcast show he was supposed to be on the show with Forrest and i um but we had to reschedule so Let's see what adam's pulling out here excited but yeah shout out to everyone who's in the comments man rude dogs in the building and then we have ryan uh reptilian guys in the building shane's up there so shout out to you guys for tuning in guys with the truth all right what you got adam so is this in focus yeah i can i mean i can see it do i need to get it closer, get it closer. yeah there you go damn thing looks dope that's fresh right there you just you just recently got that uh, no, I've had her for several months. Um, she's just growing up here. Got her as a hatchling. She looks really sick. Dude. Yeah, I really... God damn it. I keep looking at the screen and moving the snake the wrong way. Um, it looks pretty good. Yeah, man. She's super sick. I, I'm very excited to breed her. I haven't decided where to go. Maybe I'd like to bring GHI into this, I think and and some hypo so miguel and i have that ghi yellow belly yeah, um, i would do that all day dude for sure. to that and that's gonna be that's gonna make some groundbreaking shit dude i agree man it's gonna be cool dang that's so sick yeah, <laughs> need to get in a puzzle uh pretty quickly here i haven't added yeah. any new in a couple years so i think it's time yeah for sure um hopefully miguel and i this season will have some uh visuals for you yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's a cheap enough project. It's not like super, super cheap, but it's cheap enough and has a lot of potential that I think it's um, it's worth worth the investment of a couple grand into a really nice animal if you can afford yeah. that. Or there's het stuff. Dude, look at like the het puzzle stuff. I, it's almost embarrassing to say how cheap it is right now. Like visual yeah. puzzles. 
that's the yeah. kind of shit you need to jump on is like the stuff that you know if you're if, if you see heads that are available from a reputable breeder yeah or they're documented and you see that the pair who are the parents what the pairing was man jump on that head man i'm telling you right now head to head head to head so look what look what uh look what uh huggy bear did last year uh yard tr fucking murked it with the head to head murked it his yeah, clown ratio was he fucking murked it with a couple possible head uh yeah so i mean it's doable man yeah, when he shot me that post, like shared it, I looked at it and I looked at the pairing and I hit him up and I was just like, unbelievable, bro. <laughs> like that. Fucking kind of like you're saying, hit me on when you have 17 or something, or fucking at 21 or some shit. <laughs> yeah, and then you, 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 you 17, sir. And you score that rare freaking just, you I know, like four. By him. <laughs> oh, man. man. But yeah, shout out to the puzzle projects. I'm excited for you, uh, Adam. And uh, you know, you definitely, you guys, you and Miguel got me attention, got my attention last year. Um, so yeah, good shit with that, bro. <laughs> shit, Shane excited. was saying he needs a, a hypo DG puzzle combo mail. And uh, don't worry, Shane, I've got a uh, hypo DG female that'll be going to uh, maybe my Sterling puzzle, but maybe something better. But because she's probably like a season away, so next year. Shane needs to calm down. Shane's been picking up a, he- a bunch of heat. Fire. You've been going nuts. Exactly. Nuts. And we got a special announcement coming up on uh, for uh, Reptiles Unplugged uh, talking about Shane. But uh, what? yeah, because we didn't go live last night. But I don't want to blow blow the load right now on the, on, uh, on the show. But the load, bro. <laughs> the load is already blown. <laughs> the load already happened. <laughs> I guess we already know what's happening. Shane's gonna be on fucking on on reptiles supply. <laughs> Joel's gonna be so mad at me. Oh, <laughs> button up pants! Fucking, I'm coming over, Adam. Fuck. <laughs> no, man. Uh, yeah, Shane's uh, awesome. Man. Shane came in. Uh, he came in firing. Uh, he, you know, he teamed up with Miguel right off the bat and started buying a bunch of snakes off him. Yeah. Snakes. I don't think he lives far from Miguel either. Or like a couple hours or something like that. But. Yeah, he's he's a local dude, also. Um, I mean, local within like a couple hours of us. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there goes the ratings dropped. It's <laughs> uh, too funny. Hey, let me get this uh, squirrely girl back in her. Uh, yeah, go ahead. In her jail. Yeah, good thing about this podcast. I don't give a care. I don't give a shit about ratings. This is just about you know my friends coming on here. I'm talking about blowing loads. But Baker's Bacos uh, in the building, Bakersfield. Whole lot of nothing to do up there. Used to kick it in Bakersfield every now and then. So I know personally ain't nothing to do up there. Oh, uh, sorry. What'd you say? Uh no, I was just saying uh Shane's shouting out Bakersfield, and I said, Yeah, there's a whole lot of nothing to do in Bakersfield. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's where those one, two, you know, the, the freeways connect when you pass through and you make the right and you keep going. <laughs> <to Manda. laughs> yeah, exactly. Pass through town. Um, now, do, do you, don't you keep other species besides ball pythons? Is there uh, a what, yep. species you keep? So I've got some retics. Got, shoot, oh, I've got yeah. 10. Yes, 10 super dwarf retics. Yes, 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 yes. Um, 
you right there. Let's talk about your the the super dwarfs because the majority of these were picked up from Garrett or, or no, all of them. All yeah. Them. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So these are all these are all heaters. Um, so you, you did you originally pick up a pair or did you pick up one in the bit? Like when did you start dabbling in this, like super dwarfs and when did you pick one up? So uh, yeah, I started with a uh, with a single female pure super dwarf Kalatoa Madu. I uh, actually ended up picking that up at the very first Tinley that I went to in a uh, closet. <laughs> Garrett, Garrett <laughs> I know. Wait, what? So mean? the story is funny, right? So I had been eyeing, um, you know, his super dwarfs and specifically this one uh, Kalatoa Madu, um, you know, cross. It's still, you know, pure super dwarf. Beautiful, beautiful female. She turned out to be Annery as well. Right. And so I, I was eyeing her. We were talking about it. We went to hang out after the show back at like their, you know, house that they had rented for the Airbnb. Right. And him and I ended up going into the closet where he was keeping all of the the super dwarfs that he had brought with him up at the show. Wow. And it was like a big walk-in closet. So we ended up just sitting down in there, cracking some beers and pulling out snakes and hanging out. And like, so that was a running joke that Garrett and I were in the closet all night. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I told him, Hey, what's up? That's hilarious. Yeah. So that was my first one. I had her for about, let's see, six months or so. And I was really, really interested in more super dwarfs and like the ultimate pinnacle project that I want to work on is, is creating the highest percentage super dwarf uh, cows. Yeah. So he produced uh, that awesome orange ghost stripe clutch. And um, so I picked up a male visual orange ghost stripe possible head annery from him and i also at the same time picked up a uh, female golden child um possible head orange ghost stripe possible head annery as well so, so you already have a sd phantom i do not that is my missing ingredient he just produced a clutch of those and that's perfect that's i know bro like funds are so tight right now so you know with you bro what's up garrett will work with you i don't know man i was i i'm not sure because that's a joint project between him and 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 andrew so um Andrew's, me and andrew like this oh <laughs> yeah i mean i don't even want to get into what andrew has for me but andrew's sending me something really really sick oh no kidding can't, I can't even talk to anything more. I'm just going to shut up. But yeah. All right. Well, I can't wait because he produces amazing stuff too. Andrew's an amazing retech breeder. So, so I feel like the fucking – I mean, there's actually a good handful of – I mean, no more than a handful, say, of people who are breeding some legit fucking, you know, high percentage super doors. But the ones that I've been looking up to and just, you know, just fucking jaw-dropping about is definitely Garrett – um andrew and rodney so, for sure rodney i was yeah rodney Tim before was, I did. he's an inspiration to andrew andrew fucking andrew's been working with rodney for a while but that's like that's rodney's like andrew's big homie right so, right i didn't even know andrew had any big homies I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no but it's i think it's really awesome because uh, all the turn eight stuff the turn eight stuff holy cow the pattern bro 
blows my mind when I see it. I mean, th so I have to be very careful with the retext, dude, because I'm quickly falling in love with them, like beyond like. Yeah, you, you gotta be, you gotta be, you know, you know, you gotta be real with yourself at some point. That's it, right? I already have 10. So that means the racks over here that you see the Candoya chilling up on and the, um, the vision racks, these are all going to have to move someplace. Right. Yeah. Um, and this whole wall, which is about, well, the whole thing is like 21 feet. So probably around like 17 feet or so I'm going to be able to utilize for the retech. That's going to all be retechs. Yeah, they're going to be in tubs or they're going to be in visions, like nope. sliding. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I'm definitely not doing tubs. Um, one thing I have kind of, like, learned as I've been keeping the, the super dwarfs is they are way more active and they enjoy some vertical space, right? Yeah. Um, they Any really. Pushers? You know, fortunately not. Mine are all pretty chill. But I set up, like, so right now everybody's in tubs, right? Because they are kind of smaller. They they're not really requiring the the space. But I I bring them out quite a bit, and I'll just let them chill on my little step stool while I'm cleaning their their tub or whatever. And right. they just in love going up and up and down that thing. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. my goal yeah. is to get them into minimum two foot high. I'm I'm looking at doing three foot high um you know cages for him plastic of some sort i'm sure dave kaufman came out with a youtube uh video i watched it it made me feel like fucking dirt shit for the way i'm keeping my retics because the way you think about it every time i let my retics out you know they fucking go they look for anything to climb like they love climbing and they love, love going up they love going down and so you know, ball pythons, they don't give a shit about climbing. They, you know, they're, or any, like, you know, for instance, uh, blood pythons or, uh, let's see, certain boas, they like to be grounded, you know, from what I, from what I've experienced. Yeah. Like, you know, like mangroves, um, reticulated pythons, Timor pythons, they fucking love, they're explorers, dude. They Some love of the it. thinner bodied snakes, right? They're yeah. longer and they're kind of not yeah, as... I guess that's what a retic is. Even though they get big, they're still slender. They're not. They're they're right. the more. They're the most longest, not the most biggest, right? Yep. So, um, it just made me now. I'm like, man, because the way same thing you were just talking about. How like I have ten retics. I need to chill out. Well, fuck. I had seventeen at one point, and I ended up selling like seven of them. I think I'm down to ten retics, like you now. But then I also have olive pythons. I have fucking Timors. I also have these snakes that are going to get pretty big as well. And they need fucking branches. Like, I already know they're going to need something at least three feet. You know what right. I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I, you know, hopefully this arboreal room gives me some sort of, you know, space, which it kind of is. But you got to be practical with yourself. You know, everyone loves That's fucking, it. everyone loves keeping animals and they're amazing and you're giving it a great home. But, if you're especially if you're breeding yo like you need i mean i have people that tell me yo you're gonna need more space and i tell them to shut up because you're not fucking seeing what i'm seeing so shut up you know what i mean but at the end of the day it's kind of like hey it's probably something you should at least keep lingering in the back of your head because <laughs> you know you just want to be prepared so i always tell people yo i have a plan behind a plan behind a plan behind a plan i have like fucking four different out like if scenarios where if shit were to hit the fan like i have just plans on deck 
Hopefully, I don't have to utilize any of them, but at least have things ready to rock and roll in case you need them to. Um, but, you know, getting practical, that's probably the smartest thing you should do with yourself. Especially with the larger species, right? Like, all right, so here's the thing. Super dwarf is 100% a marketing term as far as, like, you know, it's just a descriptive you know, it's descriptive wording, right? To let you know that this is supposed to be the smallest of the small snakes, right? Well, with that being said, you know, it's really locality based and those locales typically are smaller. But if you mess up the breeding by, you know, and what one thing I've learned from Garrett and I, and so I started researching too, I don't have any firsthand experience to really prove this or not, but from the research that I've done, the size kind of comes from the female. So if your female is small, then your babies are typically going to be smaller, right? And, right. you know, one thing to watch out for is sometimes you'll see super dwarfs out there for sale pretty cheap. And what they're doing a lot of times is grabbing a super dwarf male, throwing it to a bunch of mainland you know, 16 to 20 foot females and popping out babies, right? And they're calling them 50% super dwarfs, right? Which is a decent percentage to start like a morph project with. Um, but you want to make sure it's coming from the right places. So again, I'm just regurgitating info, not a lot of this firsthand, but lots of research behind it, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, so. you know, that, that also comes behind crucial but com what, what comes behind keeping snakes you know crucially is, is researching you know making sure you fucking you know have a relationship with the person you're buying snakes from you know i think it was awesome that you know you had the experience to sit down in a closet even though it's kind of weird <laughs> and look at all of garrett's snakes okay that's weird <laughs> and pick out which of your favorite snakes you were looking at okay, that's weird <laughs> no but um that's the kind of shit that makes you a not only so bought into it a project, but b make you feel good that hey, look, I have a I have a source to to rely on. You know what I mean? Like, let's say once you start breeding, because dude, breeding super dwarfs is fucking difficult. It's not easy. It's super hard. Like, it's there's a lot of things. It's almost like breeding chondros. It's very unforgiving. It's very fucking right. Oh, and then heartbreaking. Andrews told me a lot of stories about his females fucking you know reabsorbing eggs and you know egg bound all sorts of horrible shit you know what i mean which a lot yeah. of people don't have to deal with with just breeding ball pythons even though you do go through some nightmares with ball pythons you go nightmares breeding anything it's it's, it's yeah it's breeding right breeding. yeah right yeah any animal that you're messing with breeding you're gonna have some moments that aren't the best yeah and that's another reason why i have to slow my roll too is because you know, I haven't even bred any of these and I've already got 10 of them under yeah. my belt. Like, dude, come on. I got to be realistic with myself and my experience. Again, I've set up a support network around me, right? So right. if I have questions or need help, like I know Garrett would answer the phone for me and, you know, I'd be able to talk with them. Andrew's a cool dude, you know, reach out to him. I'm sure he'd be down to help too, just because those guys are interested also in seeing the advancement of, like legitimate good super dwarfs like you know yeah. novi's just said yeah females should be 100 percent uh super dwarf and males can be the morphs that's how you should run the project that. So. doing that route you know like like we were saying 
it's your babies are going to reflect basically off the feet off the mom the mom's going to going to be the one where the babies carry the trait more off of so right to be safe about it i would yeah have the mom be 100% super dwarfy mm-hmm. and or the highest percentage and then you could throw a small cuz there's even small you know like dude i've seen small morph snakes out there like you know what i mean yeah. A lot of it, if it's not a locale super dwarf snake, there's other mainlands out there that just have small parents. Like they're they're not, you know, there's um not every snake is 20 foot, 18 foot snakes. You know what I mean? They're also it just it really relies on the parents and yep. that gene pool, you know, and what's 100 percent breeding, what's been breeding. So um I kept Dude, thanks for bringing that up because that's kind of what I wanted to lead into was like, don't get caught up on that tag, right? Like know the, the lineage, like ask questions about the, you know, the sire and the dame and make sure that they're the size that you want to work with. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, no, yeah, no, exactly. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's, if that's what's important to you, that's what you need to research. That's what you, mm-hmm. you, you know, get dialed in and man i've always uh let's see there were ticks i bought from the get-go do you remember you had you ever follow cold-blooded only i talk about him quite often but kenny yeah. okay so yep. he knew from the beginning like yo i want to work with small snakes you know but i also loved like all the lavenders all the morphs that he had at the time when he was breeding were ticks and he also he would just like yo he would tell me look i have some really nice stuff that's that has true dwarf light lineage in it like they're really they're true dwarfs like meaning they're not going to get fucking 16 18 feet and that that's what caught my interest you know what i mean so i got a good handful of snakes off of him that i've all kept their size to respectable like they're not blowing up like man i have Man, I just know that they're not as big as they should be right now, and I'm and I'm thankful for it. But I'm also making sure I keep I have the super dwarf stuff in the mix as well. Yeah, uh, because that's I just you know I love retics, but I don't want gigantic retics. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I think feeding has a lot to do with that too, right? I'm hundred percent. Yeah, you know you, what I'm saying. You could get like I, you, I who said it? I forgot somebody said it, but let's just say you have a pair of super dwarfs. Well, you could fucking feed those goddamn things, and you could eventually get them to become big again. Like if yeah. you if you breed them back to back, and you just feed, you're all feeding them the same thing. Eventually, that little tiny pole is going to become. It's going to. It's going to. It's going to put have some girth on it eventually. Yeah. Uh, so you could breed. You could breed these super dwarfs to become. You know. You know. I don't. Maybe not as big as a mainland, but bigger than what they're coming. Yeah, they'll uh, have a genetic point that they just reach right and then you'll see them kind of blowed out this way and get massive and fat and poor things you know <laughs> i think it's i mean i'm not this is not to knock super dwarfs in any way it's very unique the way fucking andrew and garrett and a bunch of you know some other people are getting these retics so small but i just don't know man i can't see a retic smaller than a ball python it's hard for me to, to to like smaller than a ball python, like lengthwise, like, no way, right? I'm not I'm not length. I'm talking about like girth. Oh, girth. I've seen some. Dude, skinny, I've seen some. You like, want to see a two year old super dwarf right now? Yeah, show me, bro, please. For real. All right. And look, that's just my taste. Look, I think there. Are, I mean, I think really tiny super dwarfs are cool, but I don't keep retics because how tiny they are. You know what I mean? I, retic to me is something that has the personality when it's a certain size. That's why I keep retics. Uh, but also keeping the most smallest version of something, that's yeah, also pretty fucking sick as well. 
but that's not why I would want to keep or, or breed retics. Nothing against Superdorf fucking people out there who want to keep their retics as tiny as possible. I got nothing against that at all. That's just the way I see things. Um, all right. So this is a two-year-old. Well, I, I opened the wrong tub, and then she jumped out. So I'm just going to bring her out and show you real quick. Oh, bro. Is this a oh, snow? I think it's fire, bro. Is that a snow? No, it's not a snow, uh, but it is a purple albino. Uh, let's see. A golden child purple albino, I think, is what this is. Matt Byram sent this one to me. Um, what a homie. Yeah, he was just kind of, you know, trying to downsize and get to a point where it was starting to be more fun for him. But uh, um, so what? What's the uh, percentage on that? This one's, I think, only about fifty percent. Um, okay. She's going to get a little bit bigger, yeah, girl. Um, but I mean, as you can see, like she's tiny, bro. Like, yeah. you know. Yep, yep. And she's pretty cool. Let me. I'm going to go try and. I've, just rearranged everybody, so I'm all confused where their uh, tubs are. Let me uh, go find the other girl real quick. Don't all you right. label your snakes, buddy? Well, I, they do, but all of that labeling, I got to put back up. Like, literally, I think it was yesterday or the day before I was moving stuff around. So. Damn. All right, be right back. Uh, let's see. What is Novi saying? My turn eight platy jag is going on a year. She's almost three feet. Yeah, that's pretty small. Um, Novi, how's your turnate uh, temperament? Is it pretty? Is it pretty snappy? Like, uh, like majority of others, I've heard turnates are they could be pretty snappy. I'm trying to come up on some. Oh, I hope everyone's having a good night. Right here, just talking with uh, Beach Bums, Adam from Beach Bum Exotics. He's showing us some of his super dwarf stuff. Talking about super dwarf for ticks. And uh, he keeps 10 of them. So Adam keeps 10 super dwarf for ticks that he picked up from Garrett Ardo. Looks like he has one that's pretty feisty or wants to fuck him up. <clears throat> Might be pretty cool. Let's see what happens. This one may bite me. There's, there's a good <laughs> chance I'll get bit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think he pulled out a feisty one. We might see something cool right now. Yeah, this one may bite me. I don't, yeah, you probably couldn't see when I was back there, but she had her mouth open the entire time I was bringing her up. So this girl was born two years ago, I think almost on uh, Valentine's Day. Um, and look how big she is, dude. I mean, wait, she's 50% too? No, this is a pure. This is the Kalatoa Madu. But the, okay, so the one you just pulled out was two years also, or was it a little bit older? No, the. That one was a little bit younger. The one that I pulled out right right before, I think uh, that one's just about like 14 months or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So this one here has a solid year on her just about and yeah. half the size. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And, and look at the pattern on her too. Just bro. She is insane. And she's pretty cool. Once you get her out, I mean... Like <laughs> nobody says, she just wants to eat. <laughs> and tonight was uh, gonna be feeding night, but they'll have to wait a little bit. Dude, um, superdors have the biggest appetite, man. They fucking Dude. love to eat. I'm telling you right now. I just yeah. got tagged. I don't know if you. I got tagged. Let's see, 
got tagged the uh oh that's a good one bro yeah i got tagged the other day by my super dwarf my uh my platy super dwarf that i got from andrew and i was taking her out she was like half her body was out there's no issue but she was so hungry that she, she she looked at my hand like if it was a meal and I, and I it was just I knew it was about to happen. <laughs> and, uh, yep, she fucking got me. Fucking retick unplugged me. Sorry about that. She unplugged me. Literally reptiles unplugged. Literally. Dude, she's crazy. <laughs> uh so let's see. How far are you from breeding retics if you want to breed retics? Um, so surprisingly, this girl's probably got like another year, year and a half or so, and then she'll be ready to pair. Um, yeah, so I think she's going to be about what her mom was. And I think Garrett said, if I'm remembering correctly, the the dame uh, to this one is 2,600 grams unloaded. Gets up to about 4,500 full of eggs, but Damn. 26 grams when 2,600 grams when she's empty. So that's probably what she's going to be because she's, she's hanging out just at about like the 1,800 gram range. I mean, Damn. I know, bro. Those are usually ready to breed in like what five years, they say? Yeah, Gert said up to five. Um, you know, he goes, if you want to push it or if your girl is good weight, you know, between the three to five mark is kind of what he was saying. Um, so yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I'm not going to try and push it, but if she has the weight and everything and, you know, just I like looking at their heads too. Like she, her head's still kind of juvenile-ish to me. You know what I mean? Like they don't have that like kind of neck definition that fills in the neck that, that thing fills in once yeah you know what i'm talking exactly yeah. about yeah yeah yep so once they get that then uh you know i'll consider doing it and so she's hey she just took a bite at the table you weirdo there you go she saw herself and took a bite i'm gonna go get her back in before all i right. take one to the face all right that's good yeah <laughs> yeah man those, those super doors i'm telling you they all have they have a crazy appetite. I mean, retics in general have a big appetite. They love eating, but some about those super dwarfs. Um, my biggest pusher, the one that uh, retic that I have that will just demolish your face, is a super dwarf um, that I picked up from Andrew, and you know it heals up right away. But fuck, dude, retics could really fuck up their faces if they wanted to. It's not fun. Have you? So you you've not dealt with uh, a bad pusher um, uh, yet, right, Adam? No, uh, out of all the 10 that I have, none of them, none of them push. So I'm, you know, fingers crossed. Um, they're all still kind of young. So who knows? Maybe, you know, I hear like once they get a little closer to the breeding age and maturity, they start getting feisty. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's all something that you can work with. It's all workable stuff. Yeah. Mon you know, monitor your animal. You know what I'm saying? So. And I'll tell you right now, man, it's such a the a big rule of thumb, even though it's hard not to. But if a, if a retic gets a hold of you, do not pull your hand away. I'm telling you right now. Um, I could have got fucked up. I mean, the only reason why I bled so bad is because I jerked my hand away after it, it got onto me. But right. if you do that on a food bite, you're going to shred your shit. I'm telling oh, you for sure. Not, it, I've been seeing pics lately on Facebook of like bad like nine to twelve foot retic bites. Ooh, 
in Indonesia. And, <laughs> there's meat. It looked like a raptor. It looked like a raptor from Jurassic Park, like straight shredded his arm. <laughs> it was so bad that people were like, no, that's that's Photoshop. But no, these were takes could really fuck you up that bad. Yeah. Right now, they have their teeth could just slice you to fucking shreds. I'm telling you, they're not, it's not, it's not a joke. So dude, yeah. One of the, uh, the other ones I've got a white, uh, white diamond line tiger in there also from Matt Byram sent that one from Garrett. Wow. Dude, and it, it hit me. And it was funny because I like my natural reaction is to jerk. And I don't know yeah. what happened because like, I do the same thing, you know, like do not jerk, do not jerk. And so she hit me. And I actually just stayed still. And all it was was a mouth print around, you know what I mean? It was just cock. Like, yeah. Yep. Because <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if they, they, uh, because then, yeah, man, it just don't, don't pull away. That's all. And it's like, it's really hard not to, but especially if you see it coming, just sit still. And then, uh, <laughs> I've done the corn on the cob trick twice and it actually works. Oh, so, really? Yeah. You know, you saw that video Garrett came out with, right? The corn on the cob trick. Yep. Yep, bite that, their tail that worked. I, got, <laughs> Did it really? yeah, I had to do that with zach remember my big ass fucking phantom that i had the yeah when i sold he uh before i got rid of him he got a hold of me and he was like you know how his body was inside a tub full of water and all i had access to was his tail um and so i was like dude i was like what am i you know his head was far enough away from me to where like if he wanted to turn around and bite me you know i was you know, far enough to jerk back but dude all he did was all he literally did was let go and unravel out. Like he didn't like that. Like he, it, it just got him to <laughs> got him just to like get off. But then he was also very defensive too after that. So whew, glad he's gone. Glad I got rid yeah. of him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was horrible. Yeah. Fortunately, I haven't. Uh, you know, but that's that's another fun thing working with the super dwarfs. I mean, retics in general just keep you on your toes. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. even when you don't want to be on your toes you don't have a choice man and it's and it keep your toes on all on all and all ass like on all levels bro not only like with their feeding response but their cleaning responses like bro they, oh my god they will destroy that fucking enclosure right destroy. after you clean it and oh man you know but it's like you, it's still worth it you know when you when oh. you're actually when you're playing with one and you have one that's out and you're just like wow this thing's they're they're amazing the way they you can see their eyes moving and looking at you and yep. yeah, I don't know. there's a response to the interaction going on and you can tell the difference after having like a negative response or, you know, a little session and then you come back in the next time, right? Like the session starts out slower. You almost restart, you know? So I feel like they're learning. You know? I can't even get a fucking ball Python to look at me the way it would take this. <laughs> exactly. Shit. Idiot. But <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> uh, uh, I love them. I love my ball pythons, but they are definitely not smart animals or snakes or anything bad. They just are. You they know? just produce sick shit. Yeah, dude. They look. They look awesome. I mean, they're they are cool. Like, you know, once they warm up and start moving, I don't know. It's. I feel like if we were all like, if we were snakes, ball pythons would be the worst people to party with. Like, they're the fucking. <laughs> party hard at all they're just fucking like and i'm not obviously i'm not talking about breeders Dude, we about, should do that we should rank snakes by their potential their party potential yeah <laughs> for ticks would be ragers dude i think right. for ticks would rage scrubs would rage all the pythons would rage 
you know what I mean? But ball pythons are fucking, they'd be nerd. They'd be like, <laughs> fucking, I'm going to call it an early night. Or fucking, yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, I'm like, a codom. What? Their codom yeah. don't exist. Incomplete yeah. dom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's in this. <laughs> oh, man. But they'd be the prettiest. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they'd be some of the prettiest out there. The hat, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. No, I, dude, I, I will forever. Ball pythons will always have a place with me. And, and you know, so I can't yeah, say how many. Everybody. I think uh, even yeah. even when Forrest tries to, you know, and, and Stephen wants to talk how, you know, ball pythons are boring, they'll, they'll still own up and say that it's what started it for them, you know, and, and almost everybody else. But I mean, hey, that's fucking, that's America's favorite pet. Uh, America's favorite pet snake is a ball python, hands down. Oh, for sure. All the other ones are ugly as shit. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> hognose is ugly as shit. I don't, I mean, me personally think hognose snakes are fucking ugly. What, you don't like the shovel nose? <sighs> Fuck, dude. No. no. I just, no. it's not, just not my thing. I think they're, obviously they're cool, you know, they're, yeah, for some people, but <laughs> I think they're retarded. And then, uh, let's see what else I was out there that's retarded. Milk snakes, retarded. <laughs> I'm retarded. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm off so many people. What about Candoya? Like Paul Sanai or or you know Aspera? Yeah. I kind of yeah. miss uh I kind of miss keeping uh Viper Boas, man. Uh after seeing Miguel breed some finally, he uh he was able to drop a fucking litter of uh Yeah. And, uh, he's, dude, congrats to that dude. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I don't like dude. That those are uh, something that not a lot, not a lot of people could get going. You know, there it's it's a uh, that's something really hard to do. It's like a nine to nine months to a year it takes for them to drop. <laughs> so it's like, imagine that. Like, fuck, you wait. How long we wait for after an ovulation and a for a ball python? We wait like what forty five days? Yeah, exactly. That's it's quick. Bipoa is nine to ten months up to a year after ovulation. Yeah. Miguel's went to a full year, I think, because yeah. I remember when he picked those up and then he started breeding them and he was like, all right, we should have a litter coming up pretty soon. And then like six months later, I'm like, bro, where's the litter? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, forever. I got over it. Cause I was like, fuck dude. And it's just because I had one snake. I could have sworn ovulated and then like didn't eat for a little bit. And then, Eight months later, nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, yeah, they're definitely heart species. Like, I've got four, um, let's see, four, no, five Candoya Pulsani back behind me, too. That's kind of, they're fun. Um, they're not as heavy bodied as the Viper Boas, and their head, I mean, it still kind of has some of a similar shape, but it's a little more blunt, blunted nose. And yeah. They're cool. I'd pull those out, but those things are mean as hell. Like, do you uh, do you follow? Fuck, who has these snakes? I'm on I'm on Facebook trying to find the person who has these Jamaican boas. I forgot they're like Jamaican boas. Um, God damn it! Hold on. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that. They're like. Oh man, of course I'm not gonna be able to find it, but they're on. They've been on a, uh, been on Facebook a lot. 
and they're like these they're like they're like emerald tree boas but they're from jamaica okay um i just can't remember who keeps them it's driving me nuts yeah i mean i've seen kind of like you know halloween phase looking ones right um oh that's gay (laughs) in a good way in a good way um Oh my God. sorry. I, Cause this uh I just want to get the name of this uh yeah, I'm not, oh wait, is this is this the dude? Nope. Anyways. But I've seen this guy have them on Facebook for a little bit and they're fucking awesome, dude. They're like these, like I said, they're these Jamaican boas that have the most gnarliest heads. It's ridiculous. Um but yeah, speaking of boas. Well, yeah, I was just looking them up. I mean, they I look sick, it. dude. I forget the uh, mine's blank right now. It sucks. But shout out to Nick Lavera, bro. He has. Uh, I sold him a pair of my Solomon Island tree boas um, that he's had cohabbing this ever since he's gotten them, and I think he finally has an ov- ovulation. He said he said nice. female looks like it's grab. It so sit tight for another nine months, bro. Uh, right. It's same huge. same too. So. Um, but that'd be sick to see a bunch of those um, be dropped on the floor would be awesome. Not Dude, yet. anything captive bred from from those areas is really important, right? Like really the the amount of space that those snakes already live on is not not great, right? They're mainly yeah. island outlets, and and even like the main islands are all of their you know, where they live, it's all being taken away by like palm tree growth and, and all that stuff. So us doing it, uh, breeding them in, in captivity is going to help the wild. Wow. That was a tongue twister for me. And I'm not sure why my brain farted on that sentence, but <laughs> basically <laughs> sometimes, right. Uh, but basically what I'm saying is it's important for us to captive breed these things. Let's see. Okay. I found the, I found those tree bows. So Bill Hughes, Bill Hughes on Facebook has these fucking boas that are so sick. Let me show you this one real quick. Hopefully it'll, it'll come up. Oh, 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 oh. Awesome. Dude, that thing looks really nice. See it? Yeah. That's super cool. Um, Who is that? Bill Hughes. Ah. Hold on. He has these other ones. He has like these... So San Sanzinia, green Sanzinia, which are also a, a boa line. Uh, let me see. Let's see. Look at that, Adam. See that? Oh, man, those look cool, too. It's gnarly, right? Yeah. I love how the back of the tail is all dark like that. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Yeah. But yeah, I want to get more information on these. And I know uh, this guy, Bill, has been, uh, he's been breeding them. So um, it's, it's pretty sick. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Corrales's, man. Um, obviously, I'm no tree boas, but anything Corrales is, uh, it's fucking awesome. The teeth on them are insane. Yeah. Oh, Dude. man. Teeth are no joke. You've seen a teeth on, a, on an adult bison? Dude, yeah. Um, there was a guy in that had a reptile shop for a little while in town and and he had got some in and 
I went over when he was uncrating them. And so we were checking out their mouth to make sure they were healthy and stuff like that. And oh man, those fangs, bro. Brutal, huh? Hell yeah. Enough if it hit a major artery, you would bleed out. Guaranteed. Now, have you seen the teeth on on an adult scrub python? Those are even more insane. Oh. Not in person, just on pictures for me, but Dude, so the one okay, the ones that Steven's working with, the one that he has breeding, the Barnex, their heads are like this big, bro. So I have a Jaipura Barnex that's a sub-adult, and I've had a good visual on, on the teeth, and he's not even half the size what he's gonna get once he gets to an adult. So mm. dude, I know Barn I know scrubs aren't to play with, emeralds aren't to play with, um, who obviously chondros you know green street pythons you don't want to play with you don't want to bite from any of those um because Dude. like it, one of those little long fuckers if they get deep enough it will it will fucking puncture a vein hospital for sure and you're swolled up and yeah. <laughs> are you those brit you know those brittle pythons too yeah those have gnarly teeth as well i was talking to patrick about that um patrick holmes he has like a 12 foot brittle that like almost got his face one time and I was like, damn. <laughs> a face shot from one of those. Oh, dude. Like. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, do you keep any arboreal stuff or no? No, right now, pretty much everything. The most arboreal that I have is the probably the super dwarves. <laughs> um, I feel yeah. like you should buy those as a boreal after fucking dave kaufman's video like they love being in the trees bro it's nuts that's what i'm saying man I, i'm really gonna shoot for kind of three foot high i don't know i've been coming up with some different design ideas if i can find plastics close by but uh doing something a little more unique than just like you know a three by four which would be huge or a three by three or something do it a little different but uh It'd be sick if one day I could give the type of enclosure to like the type of like, you know, like the retics and stuff to like, you know, for instance, you know, Corey from Toothless Reptiles from San Diego, the one that like, that's right. The one like the croc monitor guy, like he keeps all the croc monitors. And yeah, for sure. Man, so have you have you had a, a, a kind of an idea what those enclosures, how big they are? Have you seen I watched those? that one video that. Uh, who put that up? Why am I? I'm spacing it as well. There was a video where they, where they, uh, uh, anyhow. Yeah, man. It's, it's basically a room, right? A like an Jurassic park basically. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's crazy because every enclosure is like 20 feet long or 20 feet high. And that's what I'm, yeah. It's just, dude, like, I, like if we could enjoy snakes being in a tub, imagine them being in a fucking enclosure like that. <laughs> yeah. So really, I hope to God someday, like, I honestly don't want to keep these snakes. All pythons, they can fucking stay in tubs for the rest of their life. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Dicks and stuff and olive pythons and timors. I would love to see them just in an enclosure. You know what I mean? Because, man, I do. I really do miss. I will tell you right now, one of the things I did as a kid and in my early days of keeping snakes when they were in, in, in aquarium, like when they were in tanks and shit, man, yeah. I would. I would watch them explore at night. I thought it was the coolest thing ever to watch snakes like roam around at night, you know, through trees and stuff. Um, I used to do it with Mimi all the time when Mimi was in her, she was in like a big ass, you know, three by two uh, enclosure. 
and I would turn the lights off, fucking nightlight, and man, it was just really awesome to see a snake explore. Because uh, you know, it, you know that they're enjoying themselves. I'm probably getting ahead of myself here, saying that Jake's snakes enjoying themselves. But you know that they're like fucking, you know, doing. No, what I, I do. get. Yeah, right. So I mean, right? You can imagine. Okay, so imagine putting a green tree in a tub with no perch. Oh, for sure, it'd be a sad snake, man. Like, I feel like yeah. that's almost like a retic now. I feel like retics need perches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, within kind of reason, right? Because like some of the heavier bodied, oh, man, it's such a difficult thing to kind of like nail down. I totally agree with you. I think it would be super cool. You said no, you just said it. The heavier body. Okay, Dave Kaufman, show me a fucking heavy bodied retic in the trees. Totally. Right. So, I mean, oh, I don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I've seen a few in the wild in the Philippines and, you know, they were pro they were on the ground when one was chasing me and then the other was, was perched up on a rock in the sun. Um, but, you know, that. I do agree with Dave bringing awareness that like, there's no point in power feeding this poor, these poor animals all the way to, you know, just such a weight where like they can't hardly even move. Right. Like they've got so much food in them that they're just sedentary all the time. That's sad, man. Yeah. So, but, but wait a minute, there's also snakes like that in the wild. So if it's ha if they're happy like that, it's kind of like, well, there's not too many of them, but we—I mean—we've seen fucking you know documentation and clips of snakes massive retex humans in them. You know what I mean? With like a little with little fucking high you know high tesh from the working in the field. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, for sure, right? Like I'm not saying that they're all right. So there's definitely 100% a proper anatomy structure of a snake right and we see examples on you know social media and the internet of you know snakes that are pretty dang like they're they're over that point where you could start calling them obese right you have literally a raise coming up in the spine where it starts like you know what i mean like 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 the opposite way it should be going and so you could only imagine what that's doing to their innards. Having the process that much food all the time wouldn't yeah. be good for anybody. Yeah. But to keep them exactly like they are in the wild, either like those things in the wild would probably appreciate more frequent meals. Nobody's gonna lie, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. So I think it's this happy medium, right? I mean, if, okay. So, uh, if, if think about it. What calms down the snakes that I have that are pushers? So the retics that I have that push all the time, you feed them enough, they fucking sit their ass down and they stop. Fucking, <laughs> that's when they're the less active. That means they're fucking, they're nothing. Well, yeah, they're digesting, right? Yeah, so they, they don't, do that. they okay. don't want to move. Okay, let's see. I'm a fat person by heart, right? I love fucking. I eat until I'm in a coma. Mm. Okay, but when I'm in that coma, I'm in the happiest state of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel great. All the endorphins flying. Yeah, <laughs> great, good series on. You know what I mean? And I'm getting back scratches, all this other shit, bro. I'm gonna be happy. <laughs> Badass, sitting there digesting. God knows whatever I ate. I mean, who knows? But 
I don't know. Things <laughs> like, uh, can get it. I feel like eating is their happy place. That's kind of what's like. Ooh, like yeah. Well, what else do you look forward to other than boning? You know what I mean? <laughs> True. I know what you mean, but without I think properly giving or giving them like an enclosure that then they can exercise a little bit more. I think we run the risk of making them a little too fat sometimes with which shortens the lifespan of the females and stuff like that um, to a certain extent. Right. Like, I mean, all, yeah, all I'm saying is like maybe instead of a rabbit, like once a week, maybe you vary size, you know, give varying sized meals and stuff. I don't know. I'm not speaking of experience, right? Again, I don't have a bunch of huge retics behind me. So um, just best guess as far as anatomy goes and how the body works, you know. If I it's if I want to keep my super dwarf's face in, in intact and make it look normal without fucking any blisters or any whatever, because you know, I'm telling you, I've had this snake look like like it got fucking like got put into a goddamn you know what, like what, vice, those vice things <laughs> like what, like bro I've like and I, every time this snake messes up her face, I send a picture to Andrew. I'm like Andrew, do I need to go to the vet? Like this looks pretty fucking bad, and he's like, "Nah, man, you're good. You're good. It'll, trust me. Just feed her. She'll shed it off, and then boom, it's gone. And that's literally what happens. This snake will have like, it looks like <laughs> she has teeth broken off into her gums, and there's gums coming out. And like, dude, it's like her. Like, bro, I've seen the worst from this super dwarf. And uh, every time I just feed it a little extra, and it sheds, its face goes back to normal. And you know, yeah. Hey. The way these snakes could uh, heal, it's nuts. Right. So there you go. You learned something about your snake, right? So for you, probably feeding it massive meals is not a good idea because you're just going to make it fat. So feed it more regularly, smaller meals. Yeah, right. more frequent. And I feel like that's right. what—that's kind of what it comes down to. So right. You know, it's learning, right? You know learning what I mean? Thanks, man. They're all different. They all have their different. Uh, I mean, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All pythons are all the same, but like once you figure out the little tricks, if you're feeding frozen thawed, they all start to eat or the temperature is good. You know, <laughs> one thing I was able to do, and it's kind of a relief. I'll tell you right now, I'm pretty happy um, at the fact that I don't have to deal with fucking live rats anymore. Um, I was able to get everyone for the most part. I think like 98.9% .9 of my collection is all switched over to frozen thawed now, which is, uh, which is awesome because you know I had trap I had rats inside the trap. And yeah, I remember. Fucking, you know, imagine what's cracking off in those in that trap every night. Those that's all those snakes smell is food. You know what food. I mean? So, um, and you know, it just it was just a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? I've had a uh, you know chew outs. I've had to deal with shit where rats are now loose inside my trap with snakes. And you know, I have a horror story I want to share that I won't get into detail tonight but yeah i've had some really fucked up shit happen because of rats right and they're gone now thank god i have everything switched over to cold-blooded cafe frozen thaw 30 flat rate shipping i'm just kidding i'm not sponsored <laughs> i'm not sponsored <laughs> i'm really not uh but shout out to shout out to everyone over at cold-blooded cafe but yeah mm. so i got everyone uh switched over to them and it's a relief that i could wake up and just you know because if you do, the, the cool thing is snakes don't need everyday attention. I mean, if you got them all dialed that's in. The, that's right. And I'm just realizing that. I feel like, man, I, I've been spending way too much time in my trap where, <laughs> you know, necessary. it's like, you know what I mean? And now that there's no rats in there, I don't need to be in there as frequent as I was. You know what I mean? 
I was in there most of the time to make sure nobody was fucking chewing out. There's nothing like, you know, no surprises. I have to like, you know, go yeah. check. On. Uh, but now it's like, I walk in there and I'm like, fuck dude, everything, you don't like leave them alone. Like get out of here. <laughs> like, you know, right. Right. Anymore. And it's kind of cool, but yeah, man, it's like, uh, once you have everything dialed in, you know, you can, you could breathe a little bit, you know, back off a little for sure. It's all about dialing it in. I totally agree with that. And yeah, I mean, you know, working full time, doing other things like unpacking and all that it's kind of taught me the same thing like it's okay hey if you can't check it that you know till nighttime or maybe it's even till next morning everybody's gonna be cool man like you know. yeah yeah for sure there's relief um but one thing i want to mention that we were talking about earlier is you know you said you haven't even started breeding retics yet and mm -hmm. i'm like like i'm coming at that point where i have like, well, OJ's been ready to breed, right? But I have that Burmese that um, I have coming up that she's already, like, at four years. So at the end of this year, she could breed, right? And then I have probably, like, three other retic females that can breed. Oh, but dang. I'm not going to fucking breed five females. I'm not going into retic breeding, breeding fucking five retic females. I'm not doing that to myself. So what I have planned is, you know, because ball pythons are always going to be a part of that. That's the capital, right? I'm always mm -hmm. going to have ball python a part of my the trap. That's... You know, I have an incubator strictly for ball pythons. I have an incubator mm -hmm. strictly for chondros. And then I have a spare incubator, which will probably be for the retics, which I plan on doing at the end of this year. But I'm only going to have one female go. So just to get my feet wet, I'm only going to breed like one female. You know, could be two, but I'm also going to see what I get with it, too. I want to see what 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 the male locks to, who's, you know, who's going that direction, who's not going that direction. But I'm, I'm not going to. You know, with the ball pythons last year, I fucking put the 12 females I had ready, they all went, you know, and I put them all, and they all didn't, you know, they all didn't give me clutches, but I, I paired them all up. Well, all like, right. I'm not going to be doing that with the retics. I kind of want to just focus on one big thing I really want to work with and just see where that goes. I want to see if, hey, I might not even be meant to breed with, with, with uh, I might, retics might not even be meant for me. I, I don't know that yet. But that's also why I want, only want to do like one female right? going into it versus, you know, fucking seeing what i do breeding all five of them i'm not going to do that to myself because dude how many how many eggs especially on mainland how many eggs could i possibly get yeah i mean mainland shoot man 30 to 60 i've seen some of jay's huge clutches a lot yeah a lot that's another reason why i like the super dwarfs too you know the smaller clutches so it helps with i think longevity of projects as well you're not mass producing an entire project literally in one breeding. You know what I mean? But yeah, so yeah. I'm pretty, uh, either way I got a, got a good mentorship going into breeding retics. So I'm pretty excited. Um, what they're, I can't, I, now I can't remember this, but how long, how long do they sit on eggs for again? They sit on eggs for a while. They don't, it's not like ball pythons, but they, retics. Yeah, they, uh, oh man, I can't remember. You're asking me right now. Nobody, there's no retic vets inside the comments right now, but I do know the process. You know, I know ball pythons are what 55 days, yeah. So for them to come out, yeah, but I was gonna say, I thought it was between 60 and 90 days. You could be anywhere there with the retics, I thought, days, yeah, yeah. 80, oh, 80, yeah, 85, yeah, days. So three months bro so that's a whole nother basically a whole nother month on top of what we would typically wait 
for a ball python clutch. Yeah, I know. Scratching my skin off by the time day fifty comes on a ball python, it's just like, man, you just fucking just can't come out of the egg, you know? No visa. I said seventy-five to ninety. There you go. Yep, that sounds about right. So definitely a long wait, um, dude. Worth it though. Yeah, it's not nine months to a year. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, like the Candoya stuff. Yeah. Um, asked Heather to make me a refill on my drink for like 20 minutes and she's ignoring me. <laughs> it's one of the the negs of being in the reptile room now. How like I can't far, uh, how far is the room from where everything else is at? Well, it's a detached garage. So like oh. and I'm all insulated right now. So I could scream in here and nobody would hear me. So, <laughs> so that's, the, that's the technically the beach bum trap. It's the beach bum trap, exactly. Nice. In the beach bum your trap. Own trap, bro. That's so that's literally separate from the pad. It's yeah. it's your own ordeal or your own little uh, you know your own gig. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll do a video on the on uh, like give everybody a little tour soon. That'd yeah, I want to see that. Uh, let's talk about shows. I mean, we got Arlington this weekend, right? Have you been to Arlington before? Never been to Arlington. Definitely want to go. Uh, last couple of years, I've wanted to go, but like I, I've got no funds for travel right now. I'm thinking maybe like April time, maybe going to the Atlanta show, but that's probably not really super realistic. So probably October. I'll save it all for the uh, Tinley October. Tinley October. Yeah. Uh, Tinley is uh, the one. Uh, one show I can't wait to go visit. That's for damn sure. Gotta check it out, man. It's yeah. fun. Tinley's big. It's a bucket list type of show where, you know what I mean? The people who commute to come out to the West Coast one in Pomona and stuff, It's that's kind of Tinley's the like Super Bowl version of that. From what I heard. I mean, it's definitely bigger than than the like old, like the biggest Pomona show you've ever been to. It's probably at another quarter to a third of the building it's about that big yeah a lot yeah a lot of people it's fun uh, it's be cool just to visit chicago period i've never been to chicago chicago is cool uh heather and i went out there this last trip and spent like a couple days in in front of the reptile show and then a couple days afterwards doing stuff around the city and it was a lot of fun man so it's cool it's and then you didn't go last year, but the year before, right? Or was it last year? Oh, last year we went in October. Yeah. Oh, nice. Did Heather go too? Yeah. Yeah. Last year. The first year it was just me. And then she went last year. She'll, she'll probably come again. Nice, man. Nice. Beep, beep. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, as far as your plans for the, you know, the beach bum trap, right? Mm hmm. Do you have already an idea on what you like what like what you'll need to place what? Like you know, for instance, your your retakes aren't at the adult size yet, right? Correct. So to get to adult size, once you need the enclosures you you got, do you do you sit back and look at your your setup and be like, okay, this is where I see like do you visualize shit yet? Is oh, that- hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I think this last weekend when I moved stuff around, I got a better vision of because initially like the ball pythons were split halfway on this wall and halfway on the other wall and then i was going to have the retics kind of pushing forward towards the front of the garage 
door area because they like it a little cooler. Um, but instead, I think I'm going to run the ball pythons on this wall since I have like a desk here with like a little filming station. And then I've got cabinets over here that um, are for like storage and, you know, all that shit. Um, and so I think I'm going to keep it like this and then just do the retakes all on that wall. So that's sick. Yeah, but dude, the rooms the room school. I ran like a separate hundred amp panel out here, sub panel with a hundred amp breaker. Um, so it's it's legit. Is it windy in your area? Do you get like high winds and shit like that? Um, not really super high, but like a little. Uh, it's not. We have decent amount of wind here, but it's always pretty chill. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, because like, do you ever have to worry about like your uh, your electricity your energy getting shut off due to due to bad weather uh every once in a while but it's not that big of a problem um okay. so like living down because we lived in the same town before just about a mile away i think our power went out for like longer than 12 hours maybe half a dozen times in the seven years that we lived there so yeah yeah and i mean we're we're very moderate around <laughs> So even if power goes out, if I just left everything closed up, it would probably hold pretty good, at least into the high 60s in the room here, which they could survive a night like that. No problem. If it went longer than two, I'd probably need to go get like a generator. Right. Just yeah. Yeah. I mean, down the road, who knows? Maybe that's an investment. But by that time, I'll probably be in a different place by then. So. What was tripping me out is I was reading, uh, been reading Ari Flau. Ari is the Bullen's uh, research guy. He like he's gone. Oh yeah, pop. yeah. So dude's pretty legend, right? So I've been reading his book and been noticing that he's been taking like he had a temp gun with him every time he was taking shot. Like he would find a Bullen's nest or something like that, and he'd take a temperature shot of it being like almost afternoon, and it would be like 56, 55 degrees. Um, and then, so that was like, wow, it's crazy that snakes cohabit in weather that cold, but then only that, so do chondros. Cause he was also getting pictures of chondros too. Oh, so these snakes stay in a lot cooler temperatures than we actually think they do. You know what I mean? I mean, well, pythons, obviously they're in Africa. It's fucking different, different scenario, right? Sure. They always need to keep some sort of, you know, they can't drop. They, I mean, they, they wouldn't be okay in the sixties. You know what I mean? Or eventually something Not for like, that long, you know what long. I mean? But like overnight man it's not gonna hurt him you know what i'm saying because all right so like this i got bored one day and i went on uh a weather site that had historical data that stretched back like a couple years you could view it in graphs and whatever export stuff out <clears throat> so i exported a bunch of the weather data out and togo and different places Psh, you're you're good um there it dips down there sometimes into the high 60s and it'll do that every once in a while um and the heat goes way hotter as too um but you know they find you know ways to negate those things too you know what i'm saying like termite mounds things like that the the earth keeps a very constant temperature typically um so Anyhow, all I'm saying is these things are pretty resilient, Chip. 
I've had one escape before and it lived under a sink for like a week because I wasn't willing to rip the uh, the fucking cabinets apart. So. Wait, so what snake was this? It was like a long while ago. Uh, it was a ball python, actually. I had uh-huh. like it was when I was still in this walk-in closet and I had my do-it-yourself racks and I left this tub a little cracked and dude, it shot out on me while I was doing some turnaround and I just enough to see his tail go up this little tiny hole at the base of the cabinet that the sink was in. And I couldn't get to it without ripping, you know, something apart. And so just let it chill there for a little bit. Yeah. He chilled there. I put like, a uh you know critter keeper cage thingy in front with like some stuff so if he came out like yeah i finally got him out by coaxing him with food but it took a week so damn and i know he lived in cool temperatures because that room would get easily into the 60s no problem (laughs) Yeah, it's always best just not to panic when a snake escapes, you know. I mean, unless it's in like unless it escaped where there's ways outside the house. But like if you're for the most part if a snake gets out and it's in a trapped area, if it's in a room that you know it can't escape, then it's going to pop out eventually. Uh, but it's when you get it loose inside like a house area or something like that. <laughs> that's when chick could go south cuz it could yeah. God knows creep up to who knows where. And not be able to get itself out. Yeah. Exactly. If you're gonna if you are gonna find it slipping, it's gonna be at night. You know what I mean? You will find, you know, for the most part, should find that snake roaming around at night. Um, unless it's in a really cool dark area or like a really nice dark warm area that you know it exactly. doesn't want to feel safe in. But shit, I've lost a snake for let's see. Eight months I lost a snake for and I found it. Eight months and it was alive. Alive, dude. Oh my I thought, god, I thought I was gone forever. Yeah, that's um, that's great. Where was it? Where did you find it? In between my jeans. So I, had, <laughs> I had a bunch of jeans, like <laughs> I had a bunch of jeans, zip zip up jeans, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> With the zipper, fucking normal, <laughs> anyway. So I had these, I had these jeans that were like. Jeans I just didn't wear anymore, but they were piled up and in there in the corner. And it came to me moving. I was gonna move. I ended up fucking picking up all those jeans, and that's when I was like, "What?" I was like, "I feel something." And then there, there it was, right in the middle. Jeans, <laughs> and man, it looked so skinny. Like, I you was like, looked at these jeans in eight months. <laughs> just, I probably should have took them to Goodwill. Jesus, <laughs> I just didn't fucking wear them no more, dude. No, I'm just like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but fucking those two, those uh, I had a Timor python who didn't eat for me for nine months. I got it from I got it, and it just didn't eat for me. And it didn't eat for nine months, dude. It fucking that that was a one snake that I was kind of like I was waiting any day to walk in, and it was gonna be dead. I was like, what the fuck? I couldn't believe why this snake wouldn't eat oh. in nine months. And the thing that does suck, it does take a toll on the on the snake's growth. You know? Oh, heck yeah. When it doesn't eat for nine months, it fucking it backtracks for a while, because I have uh, other. So this Timor, like I said, it was the first Timor I got. Didn't eat for nine months, but by the time it ate, I had other Timors already in the trap, and they've already surpassed this Timor in weight, and they were a lot smaller when I got them. So, uh, 
it's taken a while for this snake to kind of gain girth and stuff like that again. But yeah, once the snake goes off food for that long, man, it's fucking yeah, puts a toll on the. I think I think it really puts a toll on the snake's body. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I agree too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, snakes will eat. You know, if a snake does, it's not eating for you. It's just doesn't want to eat, and the snake will eat when it wants to eat. You know, so it's always yeah. good not to panic. I used to always panic when snakes wouldn't eat, but just, you know, monitor. Uh monitor weight and body yeah that's basically it making sure that if the yeah if the body's not you know noticeably getting skinnier or if it's not you know it doesn't look like it's getting shriveled up if it's not drinking water then obviously yeah. that's science but yeah just don't panic you know um gets exactly tricky. it gets trickier with a lot of other species though man it's uh i've i've been fortunate because i had this one emerald who regurgitated twice on me last year so it was literally on it's like technically on its way to just be killed like you know what i mean it's you know just because it kept regurgitating but all it was the, the regurg stuff is scary too like yeah it becomes a syndrome and it becomes yep. something that they can't shake so no to the point where no matter how small the meal is it can't digest it right so i got pretty fucking worried um, but I kept looking at the schedules and stuff like that. And I was actually the one like, fuck, I would, I was the one feeding it when it hasn't shitted yet. Like I was kind of the one making it the reason why I was regurgitating. So I was like, holy shit. Okay. So I slowed everything down and gave it a way smaller meal than I normally would give it. Um, and done that twice and it hasn't regurgitated since. So knock on wood, but fuck, that's I cool. Cause a lot of times just from, reading and research that's kind of the kiss of death is once they get that constant regurge <clears throat> not many of them bounce back so. yeah i just feel like i just feel like that's so case by case though i feel like uh i feel like it is for some but for for there's also <laughs> there's also a small percentage where you could also fucking get them acclimated again and going but yeah apparently apparently it's you could spread it to other emeralds that's the bacteria what, that's, I, I i guess but i mean that's i think they have to be cohabiting together but still they if, if a snake regurgs regurgitates then you need to get it the fuck away from everything else yeah because apparently it will spread especially mm -hmm. to emeralds it's more vulnerable to get to emeralds interesting than any other species which would fucking suck because imagine if you know you spread that to a whole fucking collection of emeralds oh my god that's why it's, yeah, it's like fuck it's like even with chondros dude like i'm all, i'm almost scared to add anything else because you could get the wrong fucking snake add to your collection that will just spread something that would just fucking kill everything off you know and yeah. i've already had snakes that either died when i got them or i had to kill them or I had to put them down or something but it's almost like fuck it's like you roll the dice so many times to where at one point, it might just be the last time you roll the dice, you know? Yeah, well, that's something to be said, you know, for the people that run closed collections. I mean, within the ball python community, it's a little different because there's so many morphs and you're trading a lot of things back and forth a lot. So, um, but, you know, there's something to be said running a closed close collection, closed facility. Yep, yep, 100%. Shout out to SoCal Exotics. Thanks for stopping in. See you, Joe. Uh, Joe and big homie of mine and hungry uh, we're talking about feeding snakes <laughs> what, what he said he get, we you made him hungry 
about t- talking about feeding snakes. <laughs> right now as we speak. <laughs> Joe's uh, the type of Mexican who knows good food, so he's probably whipping up something fire, or he's probably at a taco shop right now. Either way. <laughs> Either way. Uh, and now I'm getting hungry. but uh, I'm getting hungry too, man. Yeah. Okay, real quick. I was going to ask, what's your favorite thing to order at a taco shop? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we talking? Like a street taco shop or like Taco Bell? I'm talking about a taco shop. <laughs> taco shop that, wait, what'd you say? Taco Bell? <laughs> Just <trying> to... <laughs> say that. What is this? Are we, what am I interviewing? JP? I like the Mexican pizza. Do you hey. put man, to put, do you put mayonnaise on your fucking taco? <laughs> <Mayonnaise>. <laughs> I just want to throw this out there, okay? I, mean, I know people probably follow JP, my homie JP out there, JP Reptile. His, he put a fucking story out one time. This poor guy knows nothing about Mexican food, by the way. Um, <laughs> he put a storyline out there. He, he was a Taco Tuesday night with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend put inside the taco shell fucking mat- mayonnaise. Mayonnaise? What the fuck? Mayonnaise, bro. Mayonnaise, okay? Mayonnaise. Like, they don't, <laughs> they don't have sour cream in Canada? Like, are you fucking for reals? Like mayonnaise like why don't you fucking put fucking whipped cream in there while you're at it <laughs> like who the fuck puts mayonnaise in their taco shell but even he was thrown back by it so i don't think he, white he people broke, <laughs> broke up with her after that good for him <laughs> that sounds something job. like a white person would do that's very white of you <laughs> mighty, mighty, that's mighty white <laughs> Any Canadian of you. Very... <laughs> Shout out to Canadians. Sorry about mayo goes on corn. Exactly. My Any little zookeeper Canadian knows. Dope, but fucking JP's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> That's really bad. Oh, it's too funny. Now, nah, man, I might try it. Hey, I'm a, you can't knock it till you try it, right? I... Um, no. I'm, <laughs> okay. No, okay. But here, okay. You know what? It's funny that you say that because, I mean, okay. Not to, okay. I'm going to eat fucking crow. Because, <laughs> okay, so I have, I eat ceviche tostadas, right? right? The fish, the fucking fish tostadas, right? <laughs> yeah. And you put mayonnaise on that. You put mayonnaise on that shell. I swear to God. And it tastes bomb. Mayo goes on that? You put mayo. I swear. There, there's, it's a Mexican mayonnaise. It's it's not fucking craft <laughs> or fucking best foods. It's fucking, it's like a Mexican, like lemon. Limon like marinade type mayonnaise, but you Damn put- it, Joe Joe already left. He could legitimize or shoot this down right now. Arizona, dude. Like, <laughs> we're talking about dirt bikes will involve Joel. Not Joel, Joe. I oh, think. Joe. Okay, okay my bad. Yeah. Joel, oh, Joe, he's a, he's gone. Yeah, Joe's gone. Nah, Joe, Joe would probably testify to that that they do on <laughs> like on mariscos, on ceviche tostadas and stuff. They put mayonnaise on the shell. I know. I've been doing it wrong, man. I just throw I just throw the ceviche right on top of the tostada shell and I go for it. I just slap it on my face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hit it as hard as I can. I just start eating it. Mouth Sorry. open. Just as much as you can get in. Elite uh, Elite Exotics over here says mayonnaise on broccoli's choice. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Know. I'll do that. Stop talking about mayonnaise. I'm over it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I I am legitimately getting hungry, though. Yeah. Well, hold on. So have like, give me like 20 more minutes. I'll let you know. (laughs) So real quick. Uh, Let me call Heather to make another drink for me while you're doing that. Are you going to call her physically? Yeah. She's ignoring my text right now. And it's driving me nuts. She's probably doing some good research right now. It looks like uh, my contractor just showed up, too. Dang it. I have to wait for my drink. 
uh, real quick, let's talk about uh, unfiltered uh, sorry, reptiles no, unplugged. Reptiles unplugged. Okay, uh, that's been going good for you guys. You guys had a really good episode with Bob the other day, right? Uh, yeah. Bob hey, quickly shout out to Adam from My Little Zookeepers. Oh yeah, yeah. My bad. I wanted to do that earlier, but we got caught up. Shout out to the My Little Zookeeper family. They are so sick. They're awesome. Uh, Adam's my boy. Adam, you're my homie. Straight up, you're a trap star. You're going to go places in life. Uh, Ellie, you're awesome too. Uh, the whole fam's cool, man. Whole family, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Shout out to that family over there. We love you guys big time. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about um, Reptiles Unplugged, okay? The first podcast I ever been on, which kind of got me motivated to want to do what I'm doing now. So shout out to you for that. Oh, right you, on, right on. You brought me on. Joel did not want to bring me on. <laughs> <laughs> he refused. He had a... <laughs> Get petitions for people to, you know, for you guys not to bring me on. To you <laughs> we had a secret vote. <laughs> yeah, Yahtzee. Uh, but yeah, how's everything going with that? What's 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 the direction and all that good stuff? How's how's everything going? It's good. Uh, like you were saying, we had Bob Vu on last week. Uh, that's it was an excellent conversation. Bob is a great guy. Uh, he looks at the whole. You know, he does it full time. So he's looking at it from a perspective of, you know, a business and also something he really enjoys. And so it's cool to see both aspects come through. Uh, he's fun. So anyhow, if you missed it, check it out. It's a good video. Yeah, um, link in the description below. That was actually a really good, uh, good interview. Um, yeah, he talks about some cool stuff in there. So some good tips. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I think, you know, it's one of those things where social media, you have to make time for it to grow it. You know what I mean? And so Joel and I, I feel like we're doing pretty good. There are some things that we could step our game up in um, and we're making, you know, goals to do that stuff. And that's the fun aspect of running kind of a podcast, YouTube channel like this, you know, like, you know, it's like you, you're learning from each interview that you do how to make it better you know what i'm saying yeah like um yeah it's kind of cool like i set up on the desk i bought like monitor arms and got that with an led panel i got my mic over here i got my dslr mounted to that monitor mount right there plus a monitor right in front of me and a keyboard so like i've got like a little youtube streaming station right uh yeah. in the snake room and that's fun you know what i mean so You're, it's evolving it's getting yeah. to, you know it's growing to what it's gonna you know gonna keep growing that's all that matters dude for sure yeah 100%. exactly yeah uh, i noticed uh notice you're repping aussie boys right there on your shirt oh yeah aussie do you have any of aussie's work inside your collection i do yeah you uh let me uh let's see i've got a I bought her as an orange dream desert ghost, but I'm pretty sure after looking at a bunch of pictures of his and he's even confident too now that it's a super OD desert ghost. Damn. Is it female? Yeah. Female. She is. Um, you you want to look at it? <laughs> Take a look at it. That's All actually right. two good combos. I want to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good looking. Yeah, Ozzy Boyd's. Everybody knows that the motherfuckers. Okay. Orange Dream. What are you doing? 
Ozzy's the man. Working out a time and a date to get Ozzy on the show here. Uh, oh, my address is going to go down pretty soon. Yeah. So I'm going to get Ozzy out here so we can talk about his outlook on things and whatnot because I highly respect Ozzy a lot. So we'd like to see what his input is on some of this stuff. But checking out his work now from uh, – oh, my God, that thing is sick. Yeah, I mean, as always, though, they're in like super deep blue when you pull them out. I thought that shit was a scaleless at first. I know, right? It looks like it's fucking so wow. smooth, man. Bro, that looks smooth as shit. Woo, that's clean. So, okay, what's your plan with this? What, what would you want to put her to? Oh, this. Um, so she's she's for sure going to be brought into the puzzle stuff, um, unless maybe. I don't know. I've been dibble dabbling with maybe doing like, like a, I don't, I'm not sure. I was thinking clown, but maybe not clown. I'm pretty sure puzzle. Yeah. It'll probably be puzzle. That is pretty sick, my man. Yeah, dude. She, she's hot. Dang, that Great eater, too. Damn. Nice work, Ozzy Boyds. Yeah, man. I know. Scored this from him, uh, Tinley. So. You've had her for about how long now? Let's see little over a year now so she'll be ready to breed coming up i don't know when she has oh hey you but she has like another probably five six hundred grams on her which she's just been pounding food lately yeah you gotta look crazy yeah it's a yeah man ball python that will just you know especially a female that gets on this feeding rampage mm -hmm. oh my god it's nothing but nothing's more satisfying than that because you're just like okay i mean there's i've fucking given three mediums to a damn female because she just all she wanted was more food right. if she wants to keep eating you know to a certain extent but if she wants if she's acting still hungry i'm gonna keep feeding the bitch i don't care totally yeah. and the ball pythons it appears that like from what I've noticed between the retics and stuff, their uh, metabolism is much faster. So they handle right. kind of food differently, you know, they so. could eat, bro. They could fucking yeah. make it handle a big meal and they can handle lots of it. So man, yeah. that thing's fire though, bro. I'm glad you pulled that one out. Cause that one oh, right there you. designer. Yeah. She's, she's good looking. I'm going <laughs> to go put her back real quick. Or are we yeah. signing off or. Uh, just can you give me like ten more minutes and slow down? I don't know why. You're all, right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> already I'm hungry. <laughs> ten minutes. Come on. All right, ten minutes. Just sign off. Fucking Adam. Adam's already over me. That's what happens. No, but um, I've yet to have any Aussies work into my collection. I'm looking forward to getting that guy's uh, work in my collection. I know a lot of people work with Aussie stuff and. Uh, couldn't be more player than when in, in working with Aussie stuff. So that's that's uh it's pretty awesome. But we're gonna get my homie on his way so he could get some food. So all right, Adam, before we let you go, before we sign off, first you have to tell us what's the most exciting project you have going on this year. Okay. And then you have to tell us what it is you're gonna eat as soon as you sign off. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let's see. Most exciting project this year. Goodness, man. That's tough because I'm running like the desert ghost stuff and the puzzle stuff. So 
like with the puzzle stuff, I'm I'm the most excited to take some of Miguel and I's work from last season and put it to some females we've been raising this season and actually get visuals. So the hypo puzzle project is my absolute most favorite. And I really, really want to see that GHI yellow belly um, boy do some work once he gets a little more size. And then, um, you know, so he's he's got some good girls to go to. He's got some hypo puzzle girls. Hey, honey. Thank you. Hi, Heather. Heather. Hey, everybody say hi, Mrs. Petrov. <laughs> Where's my drink? Right? There's my drink. Bangers. That was a nice drink. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, and then on the Desert Ghost front, um, I've got a Lemon Blast uh, Het Desert Ghost that I've bred to the, um, let's see, what went to her? I uh, Let's see, my, my Leopard. So she had... Oh, man, it sucks. I had one desert ghost male pass away on me. Not really sure what happened. I think he got an infection that, like, it, it was really weird. His hemipene had swollen one day, and then he croaked, like, within a couple hours of me noticing. And he had just been breeding, like, two days prior. Uh, but so she, oh, yeah, really? sucks. So I hope he actually passed on some of his, you know, his sperm. But he was a pastel butter enchi cinnamon desert ghost Damn. bred to a lemon blast het desert ghost uh and then she's also been locked up by a uh, leopard uh pinstripe desert ghost as well so how many locks did that male have before he passed on probably like three solid locks so there's a decent chance but it's been a while so um she should have ovulated i think if she took from him so that's why i started throwing the leopard in there What's crazy is like um, I was talking to Billy a while back and he was telling me how some of his males only have to lock up twice. Like he has it to the like he has it to where he pairs like to the snake where it's built up perfectly to mm -hmm. where all, all he needs is two locks and boom, that female's done. That's awesome. I was like, what? Like so and I kind of know where he's coming with that because I'm starting to write down. I have I have like previous years ovulations and, and lay dates and mm -hmm. they're all like within a month apart of each other like as far as like you know what i mean for what I, from what i'm seeing so far i know this year will really tell me wh what it really is but you know i feel like especially if you have a, an ultrasound and shit like that and, that's what know, i'm saying yeah that's that's when that thing becomes crucial is when you know hey look i only have to pair this male twice you only have to use them twice and you get fucking what you need out of them that's crazy you know much you know much energy you're gonna save for that male to go to other females like well, that's the thing, right? You can reduce like one male could service 20 females. No problem. That's crazy. Yeah. Bizarre. All right. So what are you going to eat tonight? Um, You know, we've been talking about tacos. So I think oh, I'm, I'm oh, going to dude. Cornavaca. Get the no, dude, there, there's, <laughs> there's a good taco shop that I haven't been to in a while. So, Is it cash only? Huh? Is it cash only? It is cash only, actually. Oh, you're straight. The two cash. <laughs> I agree, bro. I can tell you right now, if you're down in San Diego and you go to a talking shop that's cash only, just go pull the cash out because it's worth it. It's, it is. Just do it. Yeah. Um, sick, man. Well, listen, uh, Adam, you're the, you know, 
Like Thanks say, for having me on. First time on your uh, live, bro. First time to bring on to the Snake Trap session, uh, yeah. Trap Talk, and uh, this uh, this is a good friend of mine, and I'm glad he got to hop on. I appreciate you spending the two hours of being on here. Shout out <laughs> to Adam, man. Please give this give this guy a follow. I'm gonna put his information description below. Check out his uh, podcast with Joel Reptiles Unplug, and then check him out on Instagram, Beach Bum Exotics. Um, and see what he has going on, man. His collabs with Miguel are huge, so make, make sure you stand by for that. And um, I'm going to have him on on this show again at some point. But, yeah, man, you're the man. Enjoy your night, uh, Adam. And, uh, yeah, man, you're my boy, Blue. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? All right, buddy. Have All a right, good have time, a- man. Have a good All night. Right. All right, guys. So cool little session. Um, you know, this is something, like I said, completely separate from – the unfiltered reptiles podcast that I do with forest um, mainly for the most part, just because I want to go ahead and get people I'm more personal with people that I have more of a day-to-day relation with um, talk about what they got going on with their breeding projects. I want to talk more about what I got going on with my breeding projects. Uh, you know, and you know, a lot of it will be ball Python talk, you know, it could be, you know, diverse of different stuff, but a lot of it will be ball Python talk. And I think that's awesome because a lot of you people that I talked to out there are majority of ball Python breeders. So shout out to you guys out there. Um, I want to interact more with you guys. I want to, you know, kind of pick your guys' brain and whatnot, but also bring people on that you guys all talk to and associate yourself with on social media and whatnot. But tonight's been fun. Shout out to Adam for bringing, uh, bring coming onto the show. Um, I'm going to do this again sometime next week. Not too sure as far as having anything scheduled, but you know it's gonna it's gonna happen. So just uh, be ready for me to bring some uh, people on that we all know, and we'll talk more about you know re- uh, breeding ball pythons, breeding snakes, breeding whatever you know, or just you know general snake keeping. Talk about day to day stuff. But please don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you support this in any way. Subscribe to the Unfiltered Reptiles podcast. Uh, that mean a lot. That's a huge educational piece. Okay, guys. So if you're not familiar with the Unfiltered Reptiles podcast, that's something that is one not to miss just because there's so many different things to learn on that podcast. Uh, we're going to have veterinarians come on, uh, experienced keepers, people who don't even have social media are going to be coming on, people who have just been doing this for a while. So that's something you don't want to miss because that's still going to be up and going. And obviously we have the trap talk with here uh, here on the Snake Trap Session channel. So that should be fun as well. So Everyone, thanks for tuning in tonight. You guys are the best, honestly. It, with the viewers out there, you guys are the best. Shout out to all my trappers out there. You know what it is. I'm hungry now. I want to eat. So you guys have a good one. Be safe. Love each other and all that good stuff. Have a good night. Peace. <laughs>